This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. He is Jared Morgan. Hello. 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know hello was in an Australian's vocabulary. Yeah. Oh, good day, mate. Hey, yeah. Uh, Stay in the flame and craze. It's a good day today. There we go. There we go. That's the. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about some interesting things that have uh, been going on. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to start like off right, right with the right with the money, right where we want to hit home. Just boom, big time, hitting it hard. So last weekend, I finally managed to drag my butt off to one of the uh, pinball leagues that I've missed for like the past five months. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Something a bit the same, eh? Yeah, yeah but there was absolutely no way in hell I was going to miss this one because... It was announced early that our hosts had not one, but two NBA fast breaks, and they were linked together. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, "Um, (laughs) I don't care what's happening at home. I'm going to this. You you guys just sort yourself out. (laughs) Well, you got to understand, too. This is one of my favorite machines. And And when I say that, I haven't gotten back in the day. I didn't have a lot of opportunity to even play it. But mm. something about it just really grabs my attention. And then I used to play it in visual pinball. That's where I really fell in love with it. And I just, I had an endless blast with it. It's not a terribly difficult table. Mm. Once you get the combo shots down, like once you've figured out the flippers and hitting those ramps and hitting the loops, it becomes kind of an easy game. But then you're playing against the the high score basically. Um, yeah. And, and you're trying to get to the championship game. That's the wizard. And in order to do that, you got to pump through, I think about six, four, well, maybe it's four. Uh, I won't say six though, different uh, matchups to other teams to get to yeah. the championship game. So it's one of those tables where you play that round ends and you start back off at zero with your score. And so it's, it's this constant, you know, chugging along, chugging along and going back and going back. And it's, it's, it's a load of fun. So anyway, oh, yeah. but back in the arcade days, I never, I never even knew it could be linked together. I didn't discover that until many years later. Yeah. So obviously hearing this, that it was going to be linked. I was like, I've got to be there. Cause I just I, don't know that I'm ever going to get that opportunity again. It's, it's incredibly imperative that I go to this yeah, <laughs> and play this right now. So, uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> the bad news is, uh, in our league, we like to do these, uh, they call them mini tournaments. Mm. So a table will be uh, picked, and they'll do something odd to the table, put some kind of a restriction on the table, encouraging a, an exceedingly short game, basically. And okay. uh, that's what will be the basis of the tournament. So sometimes we've had like a piece of cardboard placed on top of the uh, glass so you can't see the flipper. Yep. 
So blind flipping. Um, other times it's been play with only one hand. Other times it's uh, play with your you know hands crossed. Other times it's been you have a single ball, and uh, you know it's try and get the highest score you can with a single ball. You know any number of things. So with NBA Fast Break, what they did was it's linked. You're playing with a partner, and I didn't understand that aspect because I was like, wait, wouldn't this be your person be you know your competition for? Uh, scoring against, but yep. no, it turns out it's your partner and we had a two minute game. So each quarter lasted 30 seconds. Plus there was a halftime, which is when you shoot the uh, backboard uh, shot and get some quick points. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the two minutes, that's it. They would add the total of both of your scores and that gave you a team total and whoever had the highest team total won the mini tournament. So the reason Great. though, the reason why it was a uh, team aspect they also rewired the flippers. So, oh, they rewired them. Or actually, it wasn't necessarily rewire. I'm sure that there was some way of, you know, through the menu being able to plug this up. But anyway, they had it so that you controlled the other player's left flipper. Right. So you had to be in communication. <laughs> you had to be watching both tables wow, at the same time. Really? And you would have to hard <laughs> right it's insanely uh, hard because you're sitting there going flip flip you know and so everyone would have just been shouting out flip 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 pretty much pretty much <laughs> and and what ends up happening is you find yourself watching the other person's machine and you're not paying any attention to your machine and many ways of you know one of the methods was okay catch the ball on your right flipper so you don't have to worry about the right flipper. And then all you have to do is worry about, you know, the other person's left flipper. Yeah. But you're still now only playing the table with one flipper. It's like they basically crippled the other flipper on you. Yeah, it's, oh, it, it was it was nuts, crazy. <laughs> uh, scores were not very high, except for one team who, like, I don't know, they must have linked themselves together because they got a really good score. They wound up scoring a total of 102 points. Really? Um, Whereas everybody else was lucky if they got 45 to 50 points. And most of those points that people got was during halftime when you were just flipping the, uh, the, the backboard shot over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Um, So, yeah. So that was the bad part was I didn't actually get to experience NBA fast break the way that I really hope to not only that, but after the mini tournament, because they would have had to reconfigure the whole thing. They uh, just turned the machines off, so we didn't get to play it the rest of the night. Um, so it was like this this jewel dangling in front of me going, don't you want to play me? And it's like, yes, I do, but I couldn't. It's like, I so desperately want to play you. Oh, just oh. huge desperation. Not only that, but then I find out that the uh, the owner of it, he had a third machine. He'd bought, he'd bought three. Three of them? Jeez, yeah. He's like, he must really love this game, right? Well, you know what I'm wondering is if it's so that he can have uh, these two permanently linked together and then one and set in link mode and then the other one just on its own and not having to worry about it. So how does it work when you start a game? Does it actually try and like, a little bit like Daytona USA did, is it waiting for challenges for the team and waits for people to step up to the other day, game and press start? Is that yes. So, uh, so basically, the one player would plop in their quarter or push start game, and the other machine has thirty seconds to push start and be linked. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I, when I got home, I wound up looking up about the linking because I was really curious about um, just you know, game length and everything else like that. So, yeah. it turns out that 
in the operator's menu, you get to set the length of each quarter. Oh, okay. um, wrong. I don't know what the maximum length is per quarter that you can set it as, um, but I have a feeling that the thirty-second quarters was the minimum <laughs> that you could that you could do. Uh, if, if you're wondering what all this noise short. is, I've got a trash truck outside. Uh, you know. Ah, okay. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's quite so lovely. They, <laughs> they're they're really like taking out the trash. Taking out the <laughs> trash. If we're not careful, uh, they'll take our podcast too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, yeah, the operator would be able to determine uh, ahead of time how long these link matches are going to be. So once you get the game playing, the beautiful thing is, is you're not limited to three balls. Oh. It's continue playing until the match is over. Oh. That's yeah. Cool. That is very cool. So you literally are competing with the other person. Your your point total is going up on their scoreboard. Their point total is going up on your scoreboard. So it's unlimited. It's really fascinating. So it's actually unlimited balls. Like if you drain, you just get yes. another one popped out in the quarter. Yes. That's awesome. See, yes. that's really good from like a novice perspective. Like they just come up and mm -hmm. and just start playing the game with a friend, and they get this is awesome. I actually get to have guaranteed play, and I know that there's some Sega bins that actually had guaranteed play time as an option, um, hmm. but not like this. This is very different. This is like almost playing a full game, but with guaranteed play. So it's, well, it gets even better. Oh, really? Okay, cool. so not only uh, do you get unlimited balls, but you're both synced into whatever modes start. So, for instance, oh. on the on the play field, under each lane, there's a letter. It spells out shoot. Okay? Yep. If you light up all five lanes, that is what enables multiball to start. Okay? Right. Well, both tables are linked to each other. So if the player on the left you know, shoots three of the letters and the player on the right shoots the other two letters. Mm -hmm. Multiball starts for both players. Oh, cool. So, so again, what you're saying with it being great for a novice is that the novice would get a tour of all the modes. If the other player is really good really and is cool. able to just rip through them all. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and that goes for every single mode that's on the table. That's really, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Um, yeah. I, I've never been able to play one linked before, even when it was brand new. Like we had the distributor here had a, in Australia, had a whole stack of arcades, right? And he, well, that this distributor was like, well, you know, we'll get actually a wall of pinball machines. They had like eight or nine back in the 90s when it was really busy. And they had, they had an NBA fast break, but they only ever had one of them. They they should have linked them back then. Really, it's like it would have been awesome. You can only link two together, or is that the is it yeah. just uh, head to head only? Which is pretty good because it's not trivial to try and implement. Yeah, that's well. You cool. would never have four players on it anyway. I mean, no, it's, it's it'd a, be like one, no, one like a like yeah. a you know, it's a one on one sort of shootout sort of thing. Yeah, although it would be fascinating <laughs> if you could link four tables together and then yeah. two of the people are on the same team. The other two are on the, their same team. And then that, that way those two are doing their own um, modes, you might say, yep. so that as a team, you're creating your own modes and the other two would be creating their own modes. And then you could attack the scores in a different uh, fashion. That would be fascinating if it was an option, but it's not. Yeah. Well, uh, 
two is better than none. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. I think yeah, you're um, right. It wouldn't. It would have been really hard to try and like synchronize everything going on on four tables. Like it's really you'd really go there with a mate. You want to go there with a well, team. Well, can you imagine what what <laughs> arcade is going to soak up that much real estate with four of those machines? No way. Even if no they way. actually structure them head to head, like back to back, that's still a lot of floor space to take it with a machine. Yeah. And a machine with arguably a pretty uh, specific demographic that it's targeting. Like, not everyone likes basketball. So, yeah, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? So, obviously, they would have gone, yeah, two is enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, even the, any of the uh, racing games where you can have four players linked together, usually you don't see that. Usually you only see two linked together because you know only places like Dave and Buster's or whatever are going to be able to handle having this yep. bank of race cars. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. So it's still cool, uh, very cool. Um, I'd love to see um, if they can do this in Pinball Arcade, right? Like well, that's what that's what awesome. got me really. I was I, I was like getting ready to send messages out to Norman. Actually, I did send him a message. <laughs> um, <laughs> you sending heaps of messages anyhow about this game because you love it. It's well, because like, Norman Norman is a fan of NBA Fast Break. Yeah. Um, so if Norman is a fan, if Norman is a champion of a table, um, then. He's he's got a lot of sway because he's also the pinball buyer. Um, so yeah. it was like, let me give you some more encouragement to really try and force this issue in to uh, getting this happening. Uh, but so right now, and I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, right now. There's a head-to-head beta going on, very early stages of it. But it's very much alpha, isn't it? It's what? It's very much an alpha. Um, yeah, I mean they're just getting the workings going. So there's no, there's no. I'm not going to give you any kind of a rundown on it because it just plain wouldn't be fair. It's it's such in its infancy, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one of the things that's been talked about is that eventually Farsight wants to be able to have split screen, so you can see the other person's gameplay happening, mm. and that obviously is going to take. Uh, I don't know. It's going to push some. Push some uh, processing power, no doubt. Um, well, at the very least, you're going to have some lag going on. Well, it's going to be pretty much for everyone in the US who's on fiber. Yep, you can totally do head to head. Everywhere else, no, unless right. they have a whole stack of local servers set up. And even then, it's going to be so hard to orchestrate like that type right. of data going everywhere. The other problem is, and who knows how Farsight is planning on implementing this, but what happens if the novice player gets paired up with one of the, uh, you know, eight-hour players? <laughs> yeah. You know, so so the novice player just rips through their three balls on a high, sc- you know, because one of the, uh, you know, on a high score uh, head-to-head match, right? And yep. now what? He's got to sit through the other person just going and going and going and going. Well, it has to be like twenty. It had to be like capped, like 10 minutes or 20 minutes or something right. like that, right? Right. Yeah, totally. So, but with this, I thought, oh, this would be perfect because you could automatically set what the length of your game is, unlimited mm-hmm. balls. You're playing for a high score that isn't ridiculous, you know, to try and uh, match the other person with. It's basketball scores. Um, mm. You're both going to be playing the same modes at the same time. So it kind of really levels the playing field. 
Um, you know, cause the other person could be doing all the, you know, the really skilled player could be doing all the work and the unskilled player, like we said, great for a novice, right. Could be sitting yeah. there kicking back. But the best part is, is that you don't need to see the other person's table because all the inserts are going to light up on your table when they hit any of these lanes. And that's then on true. top of that, all you care about is what is their score? And that's automatically displayed on the DMD. It has nothing to do with anything else that Farsight is implementing to show their score. It automatically shows up on your DMD. And even if there is a one second lag between the two, you know, for an information exchange, that's not lagging your ball. It's just lagging the score. So yeah, that's right. again, who cares? Yeah. Cause that is the biggest challenge, like actually getting, you know, similar to like world of Warcraft type of thing where you see your, um, your tune just walking around and it's actually synchronized with everything else going on in the universe. So it takes a lot of orchestration to get right. But you're right. If it's just synchronizing the game state between tables, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. that's actually pretty, like, that's feasible, um, yeah. you know, to do that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, all you're sending is a data pack, you know, mm. an update of what's going on. You're not sending a whole other table. You're not sending telemetry and physics data and all that sort of right. stuff down the pipe, which is exactly. <laughs> which would just be not possible. Um, exactly. Really. Yeah. So it totally got me excited because I was just like, oh my god, if 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 there was ever a machine built for head to head, it's this one. I mean, I know that uh, we all pretty much know that AG Soccer is going to be that's what head to head is being developed for, so you can play against another person right there. But yes. how many other tables are there that implement that specifically require head to head? Joust. That's, that's it. Joust. Yeah, Joust and NBA. Like, I don't think there's any other ones that will allow you to do it. Right. Right. So yeah, I just really hope that uh, if they get this, you know, the head to head working, um, even if they don't get the head to head working, I think they would get NBA fast break working a lot quicker and with fewer bugs than what they want to do with AG Stalker. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. But then that got me. Yeah, that got me thinking about matchmaking and getting into head-to-heads mm. and what I'm hoping the approach that Farsight winds up taking with the head-to-head. -head. Um, my fear is that they are modeling this off of a first-person shooter where... Right. Uh, Basically, you're selecting the mode that you want to play in, and yeah, then it's just mind. matchmaking you up, and you play. Yeah. But that's fine and dandy when you're all playing the exact same game. In this instance, though, you're going to have 60-plus machines yeah. to so choose from. Like 60 rooms or 60 arenas that you're trying to get a match play in. Yeah, that's right. interesting. So I would hope that they model their head-to-head -head more off of what, say, Rock Band or Guitar Hero did. Mm. Because what they didn't do was, pick your song, now let's see if anybody else wants to play with you. No. Yeah, it's, it's get a match first, then agree on the song, then play the song. Exactly. That's exactly. exactly yep, I agree. That's a much better approach. The other thing that I really hope is, and, and this used to drive me nuts in... Uh, uh, both, again, Rock Band and Guitar Hero. So you go into matchmaking, and it's searching, searching for a match, searching yep. for a match. And you're just like, oh, my God, is there anybody out there? And maybe you'd get one person to match up with, but like in the case of Rock Band, 
you're like, okay, great. That's another, you know, I want a band. I didn't want just another guitarist to play. You know, I want to yeah. play cooperatively. And so then you're like, well, we got to wait for, you know, a drummer to appear. And so yeah. you sit there and wait. And see, I mean, you'd sit there for five minutes and then you deal with people going, oh, I'm sick of waiting. And then they drop out. And then like two seconds later, all of a sudden you get the drummer and you're like, no, we had the yeah. person, you know. <laughs> you think there'd be more drummers and guitarists hanging around? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you got to be able to set up the drums, right? Um, yeah. Takes takes, takes a lot of space. <laughs> and then the singers, which take no space at all, there's just a lot of people that playing don't want to sing. And the funny thing is, is that we would never hear their singing. No, it's only them. It's only yeah. them, thank God, because <laughs> some of these people you'd be frightened. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that was the part that kind of sucked, though, was sitting there waiting and wondering how many people are, you know, is it even worth waiting for, you know what I mean? So yeah. what I would hope with Pinball Arcade is, hey, while you're in the matchmaking, how about letting us play a table in the meantime? Ah, like so a, we can while sit you there. Wait. Yeah, while you wait, go ahead and play whatever pin you want to play, and as soon as you're match made, boom, it yanks you out of the table. It's none of this, but no, I just want to finish. No, too bad. That wasn't it's the like, point. Hey, the point is... Your, your match is here. Would you like to go from the bar to the table and start dinner? <laughs> right, right. So you step, just go and you know, step away from going nuts and go and <laughs> actually have your uh, <laughs> have your match now. People just be running away. <laughs> Yay! So anyway, that's what I, that's what I, my hopes are for for what they they go with for head to head. I mean, these are just some of the things. Um, what I would encourage our listeners that gripe to no end about the new UI, which by the way is why we're going to be able to have head-to-head, just, you know, yes. saying um, voice your concerns for what you want head-to-head the, not well, to an extent what you would want the actual head-to-head match to be, but specifically, what do you want your lobby experience to be like? What do you want it to be like from the moment you click head-to-head for how do you get matched up what kind of game modes do you hope that they would offer, you know, in terms of, is it just going to be high score? Is there going to be speed runs? Is there going to be goals? You know, I don't know what Farsight's able to implement because most of this has to be ROM based. Um, they can't yeah. just create their own games. Um, uh, so that's why I say my, my concern is I want to go into the lobby. I would love to know if there are people, you know, how many people are currently playing a table and how many are waiting for, you know, waiting to play. Um, yeah. I would love it if they showed, uh, you know, because if they show the grid of all the tables, maybe show what tables are uh, being played the most, you know, who the, there's the most players in. That would be interesting to see. Um, but like I said, my main concern would be show that I'm in the room, match me up to somebody, then let me pick what kind of game mode I want to play, uh, and then let us both be able to pick the table that we want to play with. Yeah, I think that's definitely the order that they need to be looking at. I think it'd be really good. I don't know if there's already threads started up for the potential. Probably not because nobody really knows until probably now that they were doing it. Um, it would be really interesting to collect. This is a big thing. Collect user feedback now, like you say, because they could go down this path and they start developing something that us, the end user, just does not want. Well, because um, right now they're right, right now they are doing a database of what are the wants and concerns of the beta players. Okay. So, uh, you know, get in there on a thread, create a thread, create you know, create a head-to-head thread if you if you're passionate about it. I don't need to because I'm already in the beta thread, so I can put my passions right there in the private beta thread and get my voice heard. But you people that aren't in the beta, 
if you're passionate about this, start up a thread, suggestions for a head-to-head uh, matchmaking, and yep. go from there. Get your voice and, in now. Otherwise, yeah. you might suffer the fate that you're you know, currently griping about with the UI, where you're like, this, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, to an extent, that UI, people were pretty vocal when they saw the first screenshots a couple of years ago come out. And yeah. arguably, there doesn't appear to be a lot of change between then and now. So, you know, certainly have your say, but, you know, your, your opinions are valued, but... Um, may not actually be taken any action with. Uh, but here's what I will say about the UI. Mm. They've built the house. That's the hard part. Yeah, Slapping on a new coat of paint, part. that's the easy part. So yeah. make sure theming. the house is structurally sound first. That's exactly right. Yeah, theming, and it's all probably what we're seeing on the front end at the moment in you know Android and Steam is a type of frame that they can use to represent the underlying back end or foundations of the system. I'd imagine that when they were developing this, they thought if they were doing it well, which I'm sure they probably would have been, is um, to go, right, well, we want a, a, a framework that allows us to do whatever we need to on the front end based on user feedback. And then from there, we can iterate, work out what works, what doesn't. And as long as we've got a good, solid foundation, we can then tweak how the display happens. And yeah, go from there. So yeah, I think I'm, you're right. I'm going to talk we about gotta, we got to speak um, up. We got to yeah, well, speak we, up. We just got to we got to tell them, and we got to tell them in many different ways, so they really understand. It's not just a select few that's telling this; it's actually the majority of people. Um, and you got to remember that Pimple Arcade fans and those sort of mediums are like the two percent of the fan base. So while we're a very vocal minority. Um, a lot of the time, the people who tend to frequent other social media networks like Facebook and stuff like that, they paint a very different picture because they're not maybe as passionate about the platform as, as the Pimble Arcade fans folks are. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a strange balance there as far as, like, where the, the ranking comes from. Is it the vocal vocal majority or the vocal minority that should actually get the, the, the pickle? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about an advantage that has just cropped up because of the very new UI. But oh. first, a word from a new sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I've been having a look around. I've, a couple of my friends when I was working at Red Hat were really into getting this thing called Loot Crate. Have you heard of Loot Crate before? I have not. So Loot Crate is a service. It's like a subscription service for stuff. And what you get is every month you get this nice little box of goodies delivered to you. Ooh, secret package. Yeah, it's so, so it's like this little box of joy that turns up on your doorstep every month and you never know really what's going to be in it. Now, you can sort of get an idea um, of what's going to be in it because there's, um, there's sort of different crates. So you can get the standard loot crate, which was the first one they... Um, they sort of set up and this one for this month has got Star Trek, Marvel, Batman and AVP stuff in it. So that's okay. quite cool. So in this particular case, the crates were 50 bucks, but you're paying $29.95 a month plus shipping. So you get a bit of a discount on all the cool stuff. The thing you've got different sort of, I guess, genres of crates. So you've got a loot anime crate, you've got a gaming crate with all sort of cool sort of uh, gaming stuff in it. Um, uh, then you've got like a loot pets crate, which is sort of just a little bit lighter sort of stuff. Like you get this uh, WWF 
um, one with Super Mario and Batman, a few sort of lighter. So it's customized to your tastes. Yeah, so you can you can select whichever thing that, that you like, and they they're not all twenty nine. Some are like eleven ninety nine a month, but um, you can go hardcore and get like this custom crate with all this cool Star Wars stuff for one hundred and thirty bucks plus shipping. That's just a one off thing. Yeah. So, so how how does this affect cool. our listeners? Well. <laughs> That's a very good question. See, I thought, well, you know what? There's, they have like this referral thing that you can actually, um, like if you send a share a link, you can actually sign up and you get a discount and um, uh, as well. And I thought, gee, I wonder if they have some sort of affiliate program for that. Um, turns out they do. So, um, yeah, I uh, we got us all signed up with this um, affiliate program. So if you don't like shirts, you can go and support the show um, this way. So every time you sign up through... Um, a special link, which I'll put in the show notes, but the link for everyone here who doesn't read the show notes is um, trylootcrate.com forward slash blarcade. Uh, if you click on that link uh, and you then use the um, the promo code of bridge10, so that's all lowercase, bridge10, uh, you get 10% savings off your crate. So you that's kind of cool. Yeah. That brings the cost down a little bit more for you. Sure. And um, yeah. It's it's as easy as that. You click the link, um, you sign up and enter the code, and you're locked in for ten percent savings of all your crates. So and then you get a box of joy every month. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> what more could you want? It's cool to get things in the post because uh, you know we don't often get things in the post anymore because of the that's digital right. age we're in. So getting a whole lot of cool stuff that you can put on your desk at work or like trick out your office at home or just throw things at people with. It's cool. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, help the show it. out, help yourself out, go ahead and uh, uh, give it a try. You uh, One more time for that link, Jared. Yeah, so it's um, trylootcrate.com forward slash blarcade and enter bridge 10. That's bridge one zero for 10% savings. So what I was going to be mentioning about uh, new things that have happened with the introduction of the new UI, uh, there is a tournament going on, just started, for the uh, PC users. And it's a private tournament. This is not run by Farsight. Uh, it's run by Major League Pinball. They happen to be giving away an MSI gaming laptop uh, <laughs> as their top prize. Uh, they're also giving away uh, some stern uh, signed translites. Uh, I believe Star Trek, Walking Dead, and I'm not sure what the third one is. Can't remember, um, but anyway, so you know, big nice prizes, right? And yeah. all you have to do is, uh, all you had to do was just sign up through them uh, first uh, at the link that was provided, and then the private tournament becomes open to you, and you'd be able to play in the tournament. So right. they're basically doing a drawing for these things: uh, top fifty are the ones that are entered into the uh, laptop. Uh, drawing top 100 are entered into the translate uh, drawing. But the cool thing is, is that it's completely using Farsight's Pinball Arcade uh, tournament without Farsight having to do anything. So oh, Major really? League Pinball got to, yeah. So Major League Pinball basically set the rules. Rules being they pick 10 tables. Uh, right. They put on a five minute time limit and they set the dates that it's going on between. And Farsight is basically just being used as the tool, uh, or I should say Pimble Arcade is being used as the tool to run this thing. Mm. And this is a new uh, aspect that was only capable 
because of the new functionality of the UI. Um, That's pretty cool. So it's they're very cool. They're setting they up their are, own tournament. Wow. So they must have a login to the, the, the system, I guess, to be able to do it. Yeah. So when I signed up, um, I, I got the message over Twitter. Via Twitter, I pushed the link. It took me to Major League Pinball. On there, I entered in what my uh, username was and uh, I think my email. And, uh, you know, push send. 15 minutes later, I was able to j join the tournament. Um, That's awesome. All done yeah, so the all within the app. And the exciting yeah, thing is, is potentially uh, this will become something that we, the users, will be able to do ourselves, setting up yeah. our own little mini tournaments. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's why I was going, oh, they've opened up the floodgates. <laughs> uh, right. You know, um, especially if we, I mean, and think about it, if we get head to head going, that could be. I mean, if you could pair that with the, the the tournament kind of thing, I don't know. Anyway, it got me excited because it just opens up so many new opportunities for us to be able to play against and with each other. And then in the case of, say, Tournament of the Month, where we were having to ask people to go to Pinball Arcade Fans, register there, go to a separate website, enter their... Their scores, it's all honor system at the end, you know. It's a bit of a trip, like really. It's a bit of an ask for people to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the people that were playing it appreciated it and stuff, but it certainly yeah. hampered our numbers <laughs> for who yeah. we attracted. Yeah. Whereas with this thing, currently, last I checked, there was over 280 entrants. That's and, good. and if you, you know, are somebody that is on the fan forum a lot, you kind of recognize a lot of the names. You know who, you know, my friends list of people that play uh, uh, Pimble Arcade on Steam has all come from uh, our fan forum. Hmm. I've got, you know, maybe 50-some 50, 50 names, something of, of that vicinity. Uh, by yeah. the way, if you want to uh, hit me up and be a, a you know, play against I me friendly score-wise, uh, yeah, shut your traps. That's what I'm identified as on Steam, pretty much anywhere. That's what I'm identified as. Um, but anyway, I was going through the leaderboard, and there's so many names. I've just I have no clue who these people are. And I'm like, right there, what you were saying with our forum being a vocal minority. Mm. Exactly. You know, who knows how yeah. many of these people have never or don't like to frequent the fan forum? They may go on Facebook. They may have. You know, opinions of their own. They may think that everything's hunky dory or you know whatever. Yeah, but they may not know. They might go, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's a game. Whatever. Like some people just like take what they get and they go, oh yeah, it's a bit crap. But, right. You know, I don't like this bit, but whatever. It's just a game. They don't get too right. emotionally. Right. But I'll tell you what, playing five minute tables for high score, it's a mind frack. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, I don't know if this was ever released on other platforms, but they released um, Elvira as a standalone table on Android. Okay. And the free mode only allowed you to play two minutes of the mm. table. Two minutes. But wow. the score was recorded. So it basically changed exactly the way you're talking like now. It changed exactly how you play the game into basically get multi ball and just spam the ramp <laughs> as fast as you can. Well, you yeah. know, what's interesting is a, a table that 
I'm very familiar with on how to get the quickest score on is Creature from the, La- the Black Lagoon. Mm. And in five so minutes, uh, basically, uh, as quickly as you can, you need to get into multi-ball. So you need to right. uh, get your, your KISS score for F. Mm. You need to get your snack bar score for I. You need to get your uh, four drop-in, your four uh, top lanes lit for L, yep. and you need to go on the slide for M. Um, yeah. There are methods that I use that uh, have made it efficient <laughs> for how I can get yeah. through those really, really fast. Um, and then it's, get okay, so now you're into multi-ball, so now you need to find the girl, which can be a, so frustrating uh-huh. if you don't find her. Yeah, because yeah. the easiest shot is to get the snack bar shot. If you don't get her, yeah. in, if she's not snack bar, now it's kind of trickier to get the kiss shot or the slide shot and, yeah. uh, and they, control the like ball off. afterwards. Those ones are rotten. The tip of your flipper, they're risky shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because after you found the girl, then it's two shots into the snack bar. That gives you your jackpot. Launch up the middle. Uh, hit eight, uh, 20 bumpers, I think. Now super jackpot is lit. Score the super jackpot, and away you go. The problem is, is doing all of that takes about four minutes. <laughs> all right. Okay. So now you got one minute left in the in the thing, and it's okay. So now I got to find the girl again. I got to hit the jackpot again. I got to uh, hit enough bumpers again to get a super jackpot, and that should get me my high score. Mm. But the alternative to that, and it was one that I experimented with to see what I could do better on in that limited amount of time, was rather than go straight for the jackpots boost your uh, multiplier, uh, your creature multiplier up to four times and then hit the jackpot and then hit the super jackpot. Again, it's risky because that's that many more shots. I think it takes nine times up the ramp, nine or 12 times. I can't remember. Um, But hitting that ramp over and over and over again without losing control of the ball. And then as soon as you have that gaining control of the ball again and shooting the snack bar, um, all with that timer ticking down. <laughs> so yeah. it's again, it's one of those things of wow. How do you maximize your strategy in that short amount of time? Playing Attack from Mars—that's another one of the tables that they have. I discovered real quick. It's all about getting to total annihilation as fast as you possibly can, because nothing Absolutely. else is going to score you the points that people are scoring on the no. on the thing. Um, no. And that's not that hard to get, particularly if you get like the super skill. It pretty much completes one of the, the things for you. Um, for me, so the be... right the right ramp is just hard. bashing my head against the wall. It's so yeah. hard for me. I can hit the loops, no problem. I can hit the left ramp, no problem. I cannot hit that right ramp and save my life. Um, no, it's hard. It's a hard shot to yeah. get. On TPA. It's not that easy in the real game either. Um, but yeah, it's tough in TPA. It's and then... Yeah. Uh, another table that they have us playing is um, Big Shot. No, five oh, ball. Right. Five ball Big oh. Shot. So here's my oh, strategy so they, for that. Drain so the first three balls. I do. I do. I drain the first three balls right off the bat. I'll play the fourth ball. Yeah. Um, just because a lot of times the fourth ball will do a quick house ball anyway. Uh, mm. And then it's all about maximizing that fifth ball because that's where yeah. that's where all the points are. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, in five minute round, that is mm-hmm. what you 
be after. That's a good strategy. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been able to put it to good use, but <laughs> it's a theoretically, good strategy. that's the heck of a strategy, right? Yeah. Um, the other tables that uh, they have us playing, uh, uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights, I can't figure out how to score quick on that thing to save my life. Um, Theater of Magic, guy, that in five minutes is frustrating because you so want to try and take control of the ball but you don't have time to take control of the ball. And so now it's just how accurate can you be with running gun shots? And yeah, uh, uh, that's so frustrating. Uh, Gorgar, it's such a slow burn of a table that again, five minutes. It's, it's such a buildup. Like by the oh. time you build up everything on it, it's game over, right? Yeah. 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 And that's the only way you're going to score a good points is by get, you got to build it up first. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one to choose actually, you know, five minute tournament. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, Harley it's Davidson. It's a put up or shut up. The yeah. old Gorga. <laughs> uh, Harley Davidson. I I had a strategy for the twenty minute tournament, which mm. was only play video mode because after you earn no, I'm serious because after you earn three extra balls from completing the video mode, uh, you know, collecting all fifteen or hitting all fifteen of the uh, pedestrians, mm. if you complete it the next time, it's sixty five million. There's nothing Gee. on that table. Yeah, there's nothing on that table that has a jackpot that large. Essentially a one hit shot for 65 mil. That's a pretty good return. Yeah. So uh, I would take the first 10 minutes of shooting nothing, you know, just doing video mode over and over again, collecting all those extra balls. And then doing video mode, it was just like this bonanza of points afterwards. Five minutes? Yeah. You don't have enough time to do three video modes, get rid of the extra balls, and then start earning. So it was like, oh crap! Now I got to figure out which multi-ball mode scores Just you Holly the mode. best. Holly mode or green light or red light multi-ball or whatever. I think a red, red light, light scores the most because Harley. The only way you score points is by hitting the Harley. Yeah, uh, red light multi-ball. I believe you score by hitting both the uh, the red light target and also the loops. Uh, and there's a big, the one, it's a speedometer multiple as well, which is pretty easy to get. You just shoot speedometer the Speedometer is pretty good yeah. too. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, again, it changes the way that you got to approach these these tables. Uh, the remaining yeah. tables, like I said, uh, Creature, Attack from Mars, uh, Dr. Dude. Oh. If, if you, you got to get his excellent ray going. And then the thing is, is you want the two-time multiplier. So yeah. you pretty much do one round of getting the excellent ray going, drain one ball, and now activate the whole thing again so you can get two-time multiplier that time, and that's when all your score is going to be. Yeah. God, in five that's minutes. That's really tough. Yeah, in five <laughs> minutes. Good luck with that. There'll be some people that they can do that. Yeah. Um, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact they've five minutes, though, because that's really unique in the, the way you run a, a tournament. Like, five minutes is tough. Tough. It makes, it makes everything. It makes you feel like the scores aren't completely out of reach. No, it, no, because if you, you know, unless you have a flawless five-minute game, like that, that score table is achievable. Like you see the top scores from you know folks like Tarek and and you know uh, Pinball with forty-five B and all that. Yeah, like those guys up the top there. You go, yeah, you know, I might actually be able to pip you if I get it right. Like if I work out the strategy right, I might be able to be up there with you. And that's really well. It's cool. funny because I wrote down for targets for myself. I wrote down whoever was at the whatever the top ten score was, the the tenth place mm -hmm. score, because I was like, hey, if I can beat that, I'm pretty good. That'll that'll mm -hmm. 
keep me for sure in the running for top 50. Cause that's all I'm about. I could care less about winning the stupid thing. I just want to mm-hmm. be able to be put into the drawing. You know, <laughs> for, yeah. for me, it's all about uh, just making a good enough show. Um, yeah. Just putting in an entry, basically. <laughs> just exactly. Get me in exactly. Because I'm not gonna. Show. I'm not going to try and compete against Pinball Wiz. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to try and compete against you know. Well, they haven't entered yet. Tarek or V Palmer have not entered yet, but they both were made aware of the tournament uh, today. And I went, ah, crap. The eye of war on one of it. <laughs> yeah, because if there's if there's anybody that knows how to do efficient scoring, it's those guys. Um, oh, boys. Oh, the, yeah. the last two tables were playing uh, TX Sector and Eldorado. Oh, oh, Eldorado. Which again? Which one? Uh, the Eldorado. EM Eldorado. Oh, yeah, not City of Gold. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I might have to start using the ranking feature in the new UI to just start ranking my favorites, and I'll be like putting zero stars on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, that like exciting that uh, that uh, uh, private tournaments are now a thing thanks to the new yeah. UI. So I just saying, folks, couldn't have been done before. Yeah, it could not have been done before. So even though the new UI has its its issues at the moment, most of them I've come to realize are really just cosmetic. There are some you know things that are just. Uh, a little bit buggy in it, but most of them are just the way it looks. Yeah. And on mobile, I don't know what it's like on Steam, it's got a bit of um, what they call posturizing, which is what I was going to talk about last episode, but didn't get a chance. But uh, posturizing is like, you know, on a really poor quality um, bitmap image or something like that, you rather than having nicely shaded gradients and you can't see any sort of uh, like transition in the- You see dots. Well, it's dots or it's like these really apparent sort of bands. It's often called banding mm-hmm. as well. Well, that's called posturizing or posturization image. And the at the moment on Android, there's a fair bit of that. And it just makes it makes the, the UI look really look nineties. It looks like it's from the nineties. And it's only because they're they're working on getting all the other stuff working first before they look at the the shininess. I think they're actually trying to do transparencies and stuff like that in there, which is gonna look a huge amount better than what it is now. So yeah, I can't wait for them to actually do that because then I think a lot of the complaints are going to stop mm-hmm. um, about about its current state because functionally it's actually kind of okay, um, and it's just it's it's being the functionality is actually being overridden by the look at the moment, which is a real shame. So yeah, hopefully I can get onto that quicker. Here's hoping. Hey, I think mm. that's uh, I think that's our time for today. Yeah, I think so. I think we've we've jammed a fair bit of stuff in there uh, this episode. So yeah, let's make it a wrap. Let's make it a wrap. Uh, So thank you, everybody, again for listening. If you would like to contribute, comment, anything that you've heard, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter, at Blockade. Or you can uh, troll myself and Jared personally. Uh, I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. You can also go ahead and uh, hit us up on our email, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Why don't you visit our website, blockadepinball.com? Uh, any and all of the links are always posted there as yes. are all the shows and all the and, show notes. Yeah. Uh, segment timings, anything you could possibly want from the show is all there, including the link to uh, Loot Crate, which is trylootcrate.com forward slash blockade uh, with which 10 as a code. So go and get on that. Yeah, please do try it out folks. It uh, only benefits the show. It allows us to uh, fund this dog and pony 
uh, since you all don't feel like doing it with the t-shirts, but in case you felt like doing it with the t-shirts, why don't you go ahead and visit represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt. Until next week, when I'm sure we'll have much, much, much more to talk about. I don't know. How could we possibly have more to talk about, Jared? Oh, food. That's right. We haven't food. talked about food in a while. 45 minutes this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. So anyway, we'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. See ya. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. I was unfortunate enough to be uh, sitting. Uh, I'd take my car's my my car's wife, my wife's car, in to get service. My car's <laughs> wife. My car's <laughs> wife in for service. Um, <laughs> what a drag.